everyone and welcome to another beer review. Now today we're back on the Czech beer series and we're with a, a beer that I know quite well because I was drinking it quite a lot in Russia. Drinking more of the dark one rather than the light one but yeah I would take the light one especially if it was a hot day and uh, well, looking for a bit of refreshment. So today we're on Kozel. Ooh. Now, Kozo is. Get my glasses up because this is a big problem. I always look like them, basically. My glasses are always falling down. So, yeah, so Kozo is basically one of the, the, the kind of the top four. That kind of. Uh, the four beers or brands that are make up 50% of the beer market in the Czech Republic. So yes, so it's uh, the brewery dates back to 1874, and uh, this is a 10. So this is a 10% on the Plato scale. So it would be the same as what we did in the past. We've done a done a 12. So we have, which was the Radigas. We did a 10, which was Gambrinus. Um, we also did. A UK Staropramen and we've done a, a Budweiser Budvar as well so that's what we've basically done so uh, this is kind of falling on to that kind of series so let's crack it open again there'll be more beer facts down below about it and things like that and other bits and bobs but we'll crack it open and uh, We'll see what it's like. So there we go. Word into this quickly. Ooh, it's a lively one, isn't it? The lively one. Some nice grainy smells coming up there. Nice tight head. More like a, more like a head tight. Again, I can't really say these type of phrases without it kind of sounding rather dodgy and kind of quite suggestive. Um, Adrian's kind of highlighted that fact that I can take a simple phrase and just make it sound kind of sordid and uh, filthy. A bit of filthy, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> just not help doing beer reviews talking about heads and keeping it tight. And... Anyway... I'm not trying to be suggestive. If my eyebrows move, it means I am. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, I mean, I'm supporting this. For people in the podcast, <laughs> we've got a fist of heads rather, rather than fingers. <laughs> we're counting it in fists. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Absolutely bloody useless, haven't I? Yes. <laughs> Probably people are thinking, yeah, you're bloody idiot. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Don't deny it. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, here we go. We're getting into flake territory now with the people on the podcast. <laughs> you can stick a flake in. Right, sod up. I'm going to go with that just now. But let's see what type of rovers we can get past his head. <laughs> right. What I'm getting is light malt and grain. That's the two smells I'm getting. There's no kind of real kind of sweetness. There's no kind of 
soul, sir. There's no hopes, no nothing. It's just what I'm getting is light, pill malt, and green. It smells. Maybe it was a slight hint of grass, but no bread, nothing like that. So there you go, that's what we're getting. And it's, if you look at it, it's slightly off. So it is, it's just slightly off in the colour wise. It's uh, a slight opaqueness, very so slight. It's not crystal clear, it is a slight opaqueness to it. It's a nice kind of, uh, kind of light golden colour. So it is, it's got a very tight foamy head, so it has very tight, um, probably one of the tightest. So it is, and, uh, and it's fighting me every step of the way. This head is fighting me. It does not want to basically die down. And uh, carbonation looks kind of nice and light. Some nice effervescence going up the glass, but again, you can't really tell until you've wrapped your, your lips around about it and get the mouthfeel. And uh, yeah, overall, it looks a nice, attractive pipe. So it does. And uh, so let's get wired in and uh, see what it tastes like. You're all sitting there thinking he's going to be wearing that and that moustache of his. <laughs> he's going to be wearing that head. You're probably right. Right. Mm. Yeah. What I remember because of. Um, first thing you notice is um, there's a little bit of braininess at the back of the the mid tongue and slightly kind of going over and there's ever so slight light bitterness kind of joining it in the aftertaste. But you are getting that kind of uh, slightly baked bread kind of flavours near the back end. At the front end, I'll be totally honest, it's all about the malt and the grain. There's a nice maltiness there, which again isn't surprising, and uh, a light sweetness, a light sweetness, so there is. Um, if I was kind of trying to place it, if I was placing it, it's not as sweet as a gambrinus, 10. Um, malt, maybe just ever so slightly down, but with that kind of slightly breadiness you're getting in the mid-tongue, it does kind of give you the kind of body, it kind of gives you that a bit more body than probably gambrinus. Um, obviously not as big of body is uh, the Radigas which was that was a 12 I'm sure it was I'm sure it was Radigas was a 12 um, so it's, it's not as obviously as full bodied as that but the comparing it with the two tens that we've tried there's more body to it again there's more body to this than I would say with Budweiser Budvar because like I said Budweiser Budvar doesn't really taste like a cheap beer and well 
you'll start a primer from uh, the UK, is it most on the cores that makes that. Um, again, it doesn't taste like a Czech beer because it isn't made really like a Czech beer using really Czech ingredients or anything like that because it's just kind of mass produced piss water that's uh, done using any old piss you can get away with. Um, so there you go. But yeah. My feel, it's a little bit more down. I would say carbonation is what I remember. It's kind of closer to um, a nail in some ways. So it's quite low in the carbonation. So it does drink very quickly and very easily. It really is a session. You can get wired into this, not a problem. I didn't give you even the alcohol content, did I? Should be a four point something. If I remember really, what are we at? God. I'm doing well here. Can't even see the bloody thing. Why do you always make the right so damn small on the back? I don't realise I'm blind. 4.2, there we go. So let's kind of lower down the alcohol um, percentage. And it is very sessionable, it is very drinkable. Um, there isn't having it doesn't really have the kind of sweetness of the gambliness. It's got a bit of sweetness, but not too much. It's got a kind of nice bready flavour in the mid tongue, and it does have a little bit of bitterness in the aftertaste, and that kind of slightly breadiness kind of transfers over to the aftertaste. But overall, it's a, it's a nice drinkable beer. I mean, let's be totally honest. If the mainstream piss water, if in the UK any of these big kind of conglomerates making the mainstream piss water, if they made a mainstream piss water that tasted like this and drank like this as a mouthfeel and everything else, Jesus, there'd be queues at the door for it. Let's be totally honest. If, if you could produce a beer like this in the UK, to take on the likes of Fosters and the Carlings and, and even, you know, the over-hopped Madres and things like that and the Stella Artois. If you could produce something like this or closer to this, this type of mouthfeel, then I think, Jesus, you'd have one hell of a win on your hands. But do it like this. Don't try and do a kind of half-arse copy or something like that, like you've done with Star of Pramen and all this kind of bollocks. And yeah, I think people would be drinking till the cows come home. We could make a joke about that and the wife being out in a day, night out, but I won't because I'm not that type of person. I can rise above that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's the disappointment because this beer, what did I pay for it? Um, I think it, uh, if in bottles it's less than two quid, so it is. And it's round about the kind of 150, 160 mark in cans. So it's not that far away, really. And if they actually gave a shit, they probably could make something kind of closer to this. But unfortunately, they don't. And uh, they seem to think making that piss water um, 
at this hill. There's a be all and end all. And let's be totally honest, they've probably spent more money in the marketing and the promotion than they've ever done in making the bloody beer. And uh, alarm bells should be ringing from that point of view. You should be thinking, come on, seriously. Since when does the promotion really outweigh the actual product? But they've proven that it works because if you promote something well enough, no matter how crap it is, if people believe the promotion and the hype, then yeah, they'll buy it and they'll sw they'll swear and argue with everybody. It's a cracking beer. It's a it's a great beer. <laughs> you know, I've been on forums. I've, I've read posts that people have said, "Oh yeah." Callan, Callan's the best beer in the UK, by far, best beer. Nothing can touch it. And I'm thinking, let's be totally honest. So if people are coming out with statements for that, they really should be sectioned. They should be taken away in kind of some sort of um, trussed-up jacket, you know, a straight jacket, and, and put it in a paddock cell, because if that doesn't kind of highlight that you're off your head, I don't know what will. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, but it's people believe in the hype, and it's affordable, cheap to drink. Obviously, at certain times, it was kind of trendy to drink these beers because of how they were promoted and things like that. So they're trend on Madry's the latest one. You know, eventually that will go the same way. That would just be part of the mainstream piss water. Um, so yeah. Whereas if they just made something like this, or even Gambriness, or, or some of the other ones that we're going to try. The lager industry in the UK would be a lot better. Um, you know, because it's got that... I mean, having that little bit of bitterness in the end can of also can appeal to ale drinkers. Um, having lower carbonation, again, will appeal to ale drinkers and things like that. So you're bringing more into the fold. And while ale drinkers might not drink it very often... If they do want something more refreshing or they're going to have people round, they may get some of these type of beers in if they were available and uh, replacing the kind of crap that we have now. But this is a situation that I just honestly, in some ways I'm quite disillusioned with the, the beer industry because of this in the UK is just, how can they just get away with producing such utter gut rot and well, they think it's acceptable that they're not even embarrassed about it you know they're quite blase about it yeah we know it's cheap and nasty but hey it's selling people are buying it yeah so they're uh, quite arrogant about it but yeah let's break down these flavours starts off some nice uh, light malt, a bit of grain, and a light sweetness, a light sweetness. Um, all kind of nice, just working together, not trying to produce a big bang or that type of stuff, but just a really good, good standard start. Nothing miraculous, nothing brilliant, but just a damn good start. Moves on to the mid tongue, and uh, the sweet is still there. The malt is kind of slightly dissipated a bit, and the green's still kind of holding. And 
about halfway along the mid tongue you're starting getting just little light bitter accents and along as as these bitter accents come in the grain starts to give you a bit more kind of slightly uh bready kind of tones so it does it gives you a little bit more kind of baked bread tones and as it moves on to the mid tongue you're starting to get not the mid tongue as it moves on to the aftertaste some of that kind of bready tones kind of transfers over and these kind of little bitter accents just slightly ramp up a bit just ramp up a little bit and uh yeah you just get a kind of nice finish and it's not a lingering bitterness and it's not over strong bitterness but it's just a nice bitterness just to slightly offset the other flavors that you were getting at the start in the mid tongue which is this little bit of sweetness and a little bit of maltiness and it just that gives you that nice balance the sweetness I would probably say just as the bitterness kind of starts to ramp up in the aftertaste that's when the, that little bit of sweetness you know, disappears completely and I think that's probably one of the reasons why the bitterness just slightly ramps up a bit in the aftertaste is because the sweet it's, I think it's always kind of there from the mid tongue but as the sweetness dissipates it just gives it a little boost and uh, it just feels like you're getting a little bit more bitterness in the aftertaste than at the tail end of the mid-tongue. And that's how it feels. Um, but yeah, you can see, nice lively beer. It really is so easy to drink. Too easy to drink. Really nice mouthfeel. But it is, it's almost like a nail with its carbonation. And... Uh, but it has that little bit of sharpness to it. it. Has a kind of sharpness to the bitterness that you don't get with a nail, that you get with a, a lager, especially a Czech lager. And overall, it really is just a good standard lager. It really is a good standard lager. And it's one of the ones I've drunk many, many times. And it's always a good go-to. It's like sometimes when I'm out and about and uh, in different countries and things like that and uh, especially if I, I used to spend a lot of times at airports and I used to drink Guinness at airports just because um, that was a safe bet because you go in there and you've got all the kind of usual guff Heineken and Carlsberg and all these other and you might have some kind of local stuff and I used to cover Middle East and Africa and things like that so the safest bet until you kind of know what's good and what's not good is just grab a Guinness. Well, when they used to be going about Russia and things like that, this was a safety net for me as well. Especially the light or the dark, you know, you'd be going into a restaurant, what beers you got, blah, 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 and you're thinking, you know, I had half of them. But they've got Kozo, right? I'll, I'll grab a Kozo. And it was my kind of safety net. It was a Good standard beer, not going to let me down. This was actually one of the places where it was actually brewed outside of the Czech Republic. So it was actually brewed in Poland and brewed in Russia because uh, they were so popular. The the Kozel beers, light and dark. And uh, yeah, I've compared both versions to the, obviously the original ones like this from the Czech Republic 
they were very very close there really wasn't that much of a difference between them so again there must have been a tight rain and kept a close eye on um, from uh, the Czech brewery but overall it was a good go-to safety beer a good safety net just like I've used Guinness in the past and in other places with my travels and things like that and I've always liked it because of that because I can rely on it there's a consistency there there's no point in cracking open a beer and saying oh that's nice and everything else and then you have it another time you think well it's not really the same as what it used to be or it's not the same this one just is the minute you smell it you think mm -hmm. it's bringing all the kind of memories back and the minute you taste it yeah there you go the flavours are there and overall it is a different beer from Gambrinus it is a different beer from Radigas and that thing that's with these four brands even though they're owned by the Asahi group I suppose there are Kel in there as well they're all making different beers yeah they might be Czech Lagers it might be Pilsner or whatever but they're all kind of different in their own way and they have a different flavour profile and they're bringing a different kind of uh, beer to the table and this does have a different mouthfeel to Gambrinus and Radigas and obviously uh, Pilsner or Kel and it's that they can actually get a difference not just with flavour profiles but just how it feels in the mouth and just how the beer reacts it is a different um, experience and I think that's what works and that's why these kind of four beer brands are such a big part of the Czech beer market is because they are bringing different kind of uh, how would you put it um, different profiles to the table basically so depending what you're in, what mood you're in and what you really fancy but for a session yeah um, this is one of the kind of lower alcohol versions um, within the range and yeah it's an easy drinking one and yeah if you're in for a right good session it's one of the kind of uh, popular ones and in the kind of more <clears throat> kind of old kind of Soviet style canteen restaurants this is usually sold and it's also drunk quite often at breakfast time especially people are coming off night shifts or been doing late shifts and things like that then yes this is one of the ones that uh, you, people will actually have along with their breakfast and, and along with their lunch as well so out of 10 what would I give it um It's it's in a similar vein, but a different flavour profile and a different feel. But it's in a similar vein, it being a ten compared to Gambrinus. Gambrinus was obviously a sweeter beer. Um, this is probably more within my kind of uh, remit on that basis. So I would probably give it a six and a half out of ten. So I would roughly kind of the same vein. It's a nice beer, easy drinking. Um, again, I would probably go for the darker options um, rather than the lighter options of these type of things because I prefer darker beers anyway. But yes, for a hot summer's day, easy to drink, very sessionable. I would recommend it. And of course, you can actually order it from um, the Czech Republic and get it for a good price and get it delivered within a couple of days. And 
I would recommend it. Go and try it. Go and get yourself a selection of cheap beers. They're cheap as chips. They're just as cheap as going to buy products at Aldi and Lillo. But I can assure you, a lot better. So, yeah. It's an easy 6.5 out of 10. Nice beer, 4.2%. 500ml. In the can, it's roughly about £1.50, £1.60. Under £2 if you want it in the bottle. And yeah, I would recommend go and give them a go. You'd be pleasantly surprised and uh, you would enjoy them. So, thanks for watching. Cheers. And bye for now.